Welcome to the Daily Dharma, Hi a podcast where Welcome we draw inspiration from Buddhist philosophy in on this how episode, to fix and better we're our lives. Be talking about kindness Join us as we dig through the archives of Buddhist texts, great path. teachers, and real life to, to grab an extra hit of, of wisdom path. to lift us up. I'm going to explain what I think it is and, and also what it's represented over the years. So, the Eightfold Path is essentially the step by step method in Buddhist philosophy of how to reach enlightenment, um, but really in short, how to become a better person and the perspectives and views through which you can look at your life and examine your own thoughts, words, behaviors, and just generally the outcome of your life on a day-to-day basis in order to become a more spiritually fulfilled and joyous human being. So one facet of the Eightfold Path is about how we use our words. And for me, even though it's often called right speech, I find right speech a little bit difficult to understand because right speech, I feel, is very subjective. But kindness through words is really what I think it represents. And I think this is going to be the first of many episodes where I try to make the Eightfold Path a little bit more digestible. Because growing up, whenever I heard about the Eightfold Path, it feels very overwhelming. It feels like it's only something that someone who is has their entire day and night dedicated to spiritual activities, someone who has a lot of discipline and bandwidth can get to. But as growing older and realizing that that's not really what Buddhist philosophy is trying to be, it needs to be accessible, it needs to be available, it needs to be open, I'm going to use some episodes to actually break it down for myself and for you so that we can kind of get some benefit from the Eightfold Path without having to be full-time spiritualists or full-time into this lifestyle. So I'm starting with right speech because I feel that kindness through words is something that we can all truly benefit from. And it could also be the fastest change because we can hear what we're saying. Um, But anyways... Um, before I digress, I'm going to talk about the basic definition of kindness through words or traditionally known as right speech. So right speech has two sides, like every facet of the Eightfold Path. There's the side of this is the things you shouldn't try not to do with this particular tool that you have. And this is the thing that you should do. And I also want to highlight as well is that a big part of the Eightfold Path is growing awareness of how much power we actually have in our lives, how much a choice we have in our lives, that we are not just people that get up, absorb information, and just repeat what others say to us, that there is an intentionality, that there is a choice being made. Because no matter where we are in life, things like the words that we choose to say, the actions we choose to do, we're always influenced by others. But when we're made aware of the fact that these are tools under our power that we can slowly, slowly use to sharpen and use for ourselves and to be fully in control of our own power, that's a really incredible thing to have. So I really see the Eightfold Path as a way to kind of understand what are the tools in your arsenal as a spiritual being And then also how to use those tools in a way that is good for you and good for everyone else. 
And in doing so, you kind of start the process of developing yourself as a person. And of course, the Eightfold Path is not the whole thing. I think it is a method, but by using that method, you learn and expand and grow. So in terms of right speech, it is pretty basic. You should probably stay away from lying. You should try not and cause issues between people and groups um, simply to hurt them and to cause a lot of discord, um, not to be abusive with your words, and also to speak words with a good intention because, and I'm also guilty of this, sometimes we just talk, but we don't know why. And often when we have those conversations, we just feel drained at the end of it, but we don't know why, because the content of the conversation could have been really nice, could have been really positive. But then every time you're done with it, you feel drained. And I think that's when we're expending energy without any real intention of where the energy is going. And at the end of the day, when you have a ton of those conversations, you feel tired and like you feel very, very drained and you're unable to really focus or do the things that you had planned that day. So it kind of makes you a little bit sick just in energetically in terms of how much bandwidth you have for day-to-day activities. But anyways, all of these activities, the lying, essentially shit-talking, and causing issues between different people, being abusive with your language, and that might not even just be the words that you say, but really also the tone and the volume. Um, All of this is painful for yourself because you're not really using your words in a way that is good, that is healing, that is full of light, and that is full of like positive meaning for yourself. If you do any of these things to yourself, that's hurtful. And also if you do any of these things to others, that's also hurtful to them because nobody wants to be on the receiving end of these things. However, we're not perfect. And that's why really like being kind through words is a process. It's not something that anyone gets right, um, right away. But I think the power is being aware of it and reminding ourselves on a daily basis that we do have power with our words and the words we choose to say to ourselves and the words that we choose to say to others has a profound impact on the kind of life that we want to live. So what is the flip side of being kind through words? How do we actually use our power, the power of words to do good instead of bad? So I'm going to read it out and then I'll just explain it. Um, But essentially, being kind through words is about being truthful. It's about using words that are friendly and benevolent, being pleasant and gentle, meaningful and useful. And of course, like all of these words kind of mean different things. But I think the gist of it is that we really use our words to, first of all, with a good intention. We understand that words can do a lot of damage to ourselves and others, and we want to do good with our words. So we begin there. And when the intention is right, we're also aware of what happens when the words come out and understand that like when we are able to set the right intention and speak truthfully or speak gently or speak kindly 
or only speak and say things that are actually truly useful for the other person to hear, we're creating this beautiful environment of peace and serenity for ourselves. And spiritually, it's helping us elevate who we are because we're not just saying things for the sake of saying things. We're saying things with a good intention. We're saying things to be kind. And of course, this, I think it, I don't want to sound very mystical, but I think kindness really is, it's a, this beautiful energy that uplifts you, that like kind lets you feel good about yourself. And then also like is supportive and is a guiding light for others. So this is a very powerful way to use words to benefit yourself, benefit others, and essentially develop a skill that is a surefire way to build and attract good energy into your life. And I'm not meaning in like a mystical sense, it just uplifts your mood, it uplifts your spirit. But that's a lot already. And you can do that just by making good choices with how you use your words and also being aware of how they are going to be received by others and choosing to speak in a way that is choosing words, choosing a tone, choosing a volume, and that is very gentle and benevolent and kind and not threatening or abusive to others. And then also being aware of, you know, is this the right context for my words? Are the words actually going to be helpful or right now is not the time for what I have to say. And when you're being mindful of that and you choose your words carefully and the words are meant to heal rather than harm, that is when you know you're going in the right direction. So I have two little stories that really demonstrate the power of words and also what it looks like when we're observing right speech and being kind through words correctly. Um, and of course, I want to shy away from saying that there's a correct and incorrect way of doing things. But really, like at the end of the day, like when you, when you speak and you speak with good intention and good energy and you know you're trying to be kind to others, like you can feel in your heart that you're saying something good and you're saying something that is full of light and elevates you. And versus when you're doing the opposite, you can feel tired. You can feel like you are not doing something that is in line with what you want it to do. And also you can see from the reactions from other people that you've hurt them, that you've upset them. And this is not to say that we always need, to, we should never take responsibility for other people's behaviors towards us. But we have to be aware of the fact that we can change how other people feel and we can do that solely to, through our words. So if we're not careful and if we're flinging insults left and right, we can cut deep into someone and that can affect them for quite a long time. So I think really it's about being responsible with your words and also just one step beyond that, being really kind with your words because it truly is an incredible ability we all have. Anyways, so to really demonstrate what words can do, I have these two little stories. So the first one is something I actually heard um, a long time ago, but I love this story because I feel like 
a lot of us are placed in this situation and where we're kind of forced to choose between something, two different things that we really like. And we're, but there's no right answer, but then there is a right answer. So back in the day, there was a queen, a beautiful queen who was just looking, um, like down through the window at her favorite spiritual teacher. And she was like looking really lovingly and happily because she really admired this person and her husband, the king comes into the room and he's just like, Hey, like he gets a bit jealous. He's like, wait, like, why are you looking at me like that? Like, don't you love me more? And like, shouldn't you love me more? Like I'm your husband. I'm the king also. So come on, you have to love me more. And the queen looks at him, looks at the spiritual teacher and realizes, wait a minute, I'm in a really tough spot because it's kind of difficult for me to say, no, I don't love you more than I love my spiritual teacher because that's kind of insulting because he's your husband, but also like he's the king. So upsetting him is not really a good idea. Um, it's kind of like, you don't want to upset your boss, but anyways, like if you're a queen and your husband's a king, you've had, you got some, got to be very delicate about that. And then also he, she didn't want to put down her spiritual teacher either because she really had a lot of respect for this person. Um, and she didn't, she didn't want to seem like her husband is superior to her spiritual teacher either. She didn't want to give her husband that impression. So instead she said, no, actually more than you, my husband or my spiritual teacher, the person I love most is myself. And I mean, how can you truly the husband was speechless. The king was speechless. He was like, okay, fair. I would love myself too. And she resolved the tension perfectly. And I think it's such a beautiful and simple and elegant story about how sometimes just through looking at the situation and saying the right words, you can immediately dissolve the tension. And of course, this is a skill. I don't think the queen was always this confident and always this smart and intelligent. I'm sure she had to grow and kind of like observe and kind of own the skill in herself. But in that moment, her ability to use words so skillfully immediately neutralized the situation for herself and made it better for everyone. And to me, like, I love that story because I think you know, for all of us, like we are often put in situations where there doesn't seem to be a right answer. And just through the right words and with the right thinking, with wisdom, like we can immediately just cut that tension and get out of it. As simple as that. Um, but anyways, that's not really for all situations, but sometimes it happens. And the second story is from Ajahn Brahm's book, who ordered this truckload of dung. Um, and I love this story because I think it's so unexpected, but again, it just really demonstrates beautifully the power of words. So I'm just going to read it. So the story is called Unwise Listening, and it starts with, the phone rang one evening at our Buddhist center. Is Ajahn Brahm there? Demanded a really angry person on the phone. And it just so happens that a devotee 
so not Audrey Brom themselves, picked up the phone. And he just, she just let them know that, hey, you know, we're so sorry, but she's not available right now. He is resting in his room. Would you be able to call back in 30 minutes? And the person was really freaking angry. And they said, Gur, he'll be dead in 30 minutes, rather menacingly, and just hung up the phone. And 20 minutes later, Ajahn Brahm came out of the room and this devotee was terrified she essentially was incredibly, she was trembling. She was just frightened for her life. And when after asking her multiple times, he finally gets out of her that, oh my gosh, like Ajahn Brahm, you're going to die. Like someone is coming to kill you. And in that tiny split second, Ajahn Brahm realizes what could have happened. And he turned out to be right. He rightly guessed that there was a patient who essentially was a young Australian man who was declared HIV positive. And he had been counseling this man for a long time in meditation to kind of make peace with his difficult life circumstances. And he had been told that, you know, this man was probably going to pass away soon. So he was actually expecting a call from this man's partner that, um, he was going to pass away. So he actually immediately, he got it right. He went to the man's bedside and, you know, thankfully he did because the man was going to pass away very, very quickly. And he just wanted to be there to offer him a little bit of peace before he did. So Ajahn Ram ends up with the story. How often are what is said and what we hear not the same? So I love this story so much because it just beautifully, beautifully exemplifies the fact that sometimes even when we're not trying, like that partner on the phone was not trying to make a bad situation, but sometimes even when we are not trying to do anything bad, when we're not aware of how our words can come across, when we use a tone that's menacing and that's dark and that kind of sounds threatening, even if we're not trying to be, even if the words are not at all bad, we can really frighten people and we might not be getting the outcome that we want. And, you know, I think to be honest in life, it's a giant game of telephone. There's no message that you truly say to someone that's going to be perfectly interpreted by the person that you're trying to contact with these words or to communicate with. However, when we learn to be skillful with our words and to use our words as kindly and as honestly as possible, it, and of course that's a skill that we learn over time, we're able to minimize the damage that we cause. And also like we know within ourselves that we did our best. So there is a lot less reason for blame or shame. And I think it kind of keeps the monsters away in terms of like doubt or under or feeling that oh like i did something wrong or i did something horrible because you know in your heart that you tried your very best and you know the words that you said and they were not cruel they were not awful they were not bad so anyhow this was a slightly longer episode but i hope you enjoyed this journey into exploring right speech and how to be kind with your words 
I hope this kind of sheds a little bit of light and opens a discussion on your end on how powerful your words can be and how to use them in a way that is just beautiful and kind and serene and joyous. Thank you again for listening to my podcast. And until later, please stay safe.